you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. What an honor it is to be able to come across your airways with this broadcast. What an honor it is to have my friend Kevin. Kevin, catch us up. What's going on out there? Hey, brother. Thank you for having me on again. Um, yeah, I am staying not brutally busy, but fruitfully busy. Praise God in Southern California. I've been in uh, Arizona and um, and I'm in I'm in a wet California still, but it's supposed to end. So I'm looking forward to the end of this monsoon or whatever is coming up from the Gulf of California uh, between the Baja Peninsula and the mainland of Mexico. There's something that's just tormenting us here. But but praise the Lord, his um, his churches are still serving him and the opportunities to witness for Christ are many, many. And you don't have to go out and uh, watch the uh, watch the coach this week. You know, maybe enough of that water <laughs> cleaned it up all by itself. I mean, you guys have had eight inches of rain or something out there in the last few days, so that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, anyway, folks, you know where we're at here. We're going on with narcissism, narcissistic personality disorder, how it's hurt us, how those things are. We're, we got a, a special, every day's a special episode, but uh, on this particular broadcast, I, I, I've entitled it Reversing Roles. And so we remember we went through some things. We know that our narcissist comes into our lives, love bombing. And, and, and then when that love bombing ends, when you're a rock star, you're great. You're the prettiest person. You're wonderful. And, and, and they buy the way, if you haven't figured this out, the narcissist will reuse these cycles over and over again. They're proven. That's how the devil works. So if they make you mad, if they hurt you, they automatically go back to step number one, the love bombing. But then the love bombing, it, it only has a life that has a very short expectancy. You know, it's like a beetle. It only lives a few days. And then comes the devaluation where I want to devalue things about you. I, you know, maybe if you were a little thinner, maybe if you were a little bit like this guy or a little bit like this girl, or maybe if you operated like this, maybe if you were better educated. Then we get to the gaslighting place where, man, you know, um, you know, you're, you're pretty great and everything, but you're wrong about that. The sky really is a green color and no, that's not how it goes. And they work at you. They pop at you. They hit at you. It's like boxing. When, when I tried to box in high school and I was no good at it because I fight and the difference is rules. So when I'd go into box, you know, the guy I'd be boxing would have rules. He'd punch me, make me mad. You know, I'd kick him in the chops and take him for a ride. Praise God. And it kicked me out of the ring. There's a different set of rules that come into place. So, uh, so there's gaslight and these rules come into place and you end up with this disbelief of reality. It changes. It's like you're losing your grip on things. Maybe you need this person. And again, the whole reason for this narcissist to do these things is to get you to the point where they become the patriarch, where they become the leader, where they become in charge, where that guy or gal is in charge of your life. And so we've talked about the intentional sabotage and the ending of relationships and friendships, trying to gut families. And we talked about making people the enemy and, and things of that nature and, and you know, making making you the bad guy and, and ruining your life. And we talked about how it's so important that if you've been physically hurt, cops immediately, but always, 
always you need theological help your pastor his wife if your church is the one that's messed up get out of there we'll help you find another one and 99 of the churches are great i know we talk about some on here sadly we've just come across some of the biggest knuckleheads in the world and then we deal with that constant lying to avoid responsibility never accepting the truth and never being at fault never having a blame having a lack of interest in the things that matter to you as a person things that matter to you as life we've talked about all those things and then that huge sense of entitlement that never ends that man i'm entitled to all this because i'm the best i work so hard at this relationship i've done everything and so we as people we've said over and over again we need to go to god we go to the authorities if we've been physically hurt we take care of them we go to our church leaders we trust in god with all thine heart we lean not on our own understanding we acknowledge god we direct him and that's what we're talking about so so brother kevin so we're at that place i understand you want to share with us about how reversing roles can really change a family dynamic a, a group dynamic and things of that nature yeah, brother, I've been through, as you had said, um, situations where people call you something and, um, and, and the reason it's happening is because they actually are guilty of it. And, um, I, I was called at one point an abuser, but this is, you know, someone outside the family, you know, um, and anyway, and this is someone that didn't know me, but it just came out. It was came in a text like, you know, this you're an abuser. The abuse must stop. And it was it was in the context of cultic abuse, um, like uh, emotional spiritual abuse, and um, and I thought it was interesting. And I I had already known this, but it just in the moment I was overcome with with like, oh my, you know, maybe I am, and. Um, and so, but, but, but the truth was that the individual that said it was actually a, an, a, just a, a, a poster child of, of, of someone that is an abuser. In fact, um, this individual's own child, uh, he had beat the backside this terribly black and blue oh. and, uh, the CPS took the child away, but, uh, and all the children, but, uh, I saw the photo. It was just awful, awful. I've, you know, I've, I've spanked my kids, you know, back growing up when they were growing up, but never a black or blue. It was, you know, it was, it was not abuse. Um, and you gotta be careful about those things. And, uh, and it does hurt you more than it hurts them. But an abuser is someone who, you know, is just venting and I'm going to insist on compliance. I'm going to beat until there's just this, you know, until you acknowledge that I am right, that, that, that attitude. And so, um, that was the case with this individual, but, uh, yeah, brother, it's, uh, it's a dangerous thing. Uh, you know, when we talk about narcissists, we're talking about people who are in cahoots with Satan. Oh, these yeah. are not just, these are not just people who are very, um, you know, kind of full of themselves or proud or selfish. We all have that to some, to, you know, there's a spectrum of that, but we're talking about people on the end of the spectrum who are like Satan. They are a liar and they come at you like they're going to be your best friend. So it says in John 8, 44, he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaks of the lie, he speaks of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. So this, this guy, Satan will, 
will. He, he's, he's not going to be able to tell you the truth about you, about himself, about someone else. It's always going to be spun to look like, you know, he's the hero. She's the hero. And, um, and so, so it's, it's someone else's problem. They're going to, they're going to make you the, you know, if you're standing in their way, it's your fault. You are the one who's actually the enemy of the situation. You're going to be the scapegoat. And he may tell you you're a lot. He may lie to you by telling you you you're more wonderful than you really are. That's flattery. Or he may lie to you and by by accusation and call you worse than you are. And again, that's accusation. So uh, both of them are lies. Satan is that way. Satan tells us we're great. You know, he gets us full of pride, like King Uzziah. You know, we're just his heart was lifted up to his destruction. Um, he'll set us on a pinnacle, like he did to Jesus, and then say, "Cast yourself down." And that's what Satan does. He once he lifts you up, he'll bring you to the depths of depression by saying, "You're worthless. You are. You are the cause of." all things evil in this home. You're the cause of all things evil in my life. And none of it's based on truth, Doug. All of it's based on on a, a jaded view of the importance of the person who's doing the lying. It's, it's all about them, and we yeah. need to consider the source. Yeah, you know, this all comes down to hypocrisy. I'm, I'm reminded of the yeah. verse, I didn't pull it up, but it's Romans chapter 12 where it says, let love be without dissimulation, which is another word for hypocrisy. And, uh, and, and folks, you know, uh, there's so much hypocrisy out there. There's people who want to, a narcissist again, I think Kevin started in the perfect place to start the conversations that saying that there's a, almost a commissioning that the devil gives a narcissist to mm-hmm. do his work, to do his bidding. Make no mistake about it. Narcissism is the work of the devil, the dark one, the evil one. There's nothing holy about it. There's nothing cool about that type of arrogance. This isn't arrogance. This is a new level. This is the work of the devil. So we need to understand this is total hypocrisy. Remember over in Matthew 7, uh, starting in verse 3, and when, when why beholdest thou mote? that is in thy brother's eye, but considereth not the beam that is in their own eye. So what's going on here is this individual shows up in a life commissioned by the devil, working for the devil, a spawn of the devil, out to ruin God's kingdom here on earth and those families and those people, and they try to make everything so convoluted and complicated that you it distorts the image of God in a particular family. And before you know it, a family's sitting there in the dust. Folks, I want to talk more about that. Hang with us. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. So if we understand, if we can put ourselves and remember that, first of all, our narcissist is working under a commission of the devil, not God. Uh, you often look at these people, and these are people who are underachievers and a lot of times, and, and I know I'm generalizing a little bit, but I want to share this with you. A lot of time, they either have no education or they go to one of these make-believe colleges. You give eight or 900 bucks in a letter, and they give you a doctorate or something. And 
Uh, it's always these people have never finished things in their life because they're better than everybody else. Why would they have to? So the commission of the devil to just cause havoc to happen in a family. So let me describe this if I can. And I'm going to do this from truly a, no one's ever brought this situation up to me, but I know this has happened as a million times. But someone comes into a family with evil intentions. The intentions may be, um, you know, first, the ultimate intention, ultimate goal is to be in charge of everything and to cause havoc so that they be the hero. Remember, they'll rewrite history. So in, as they rewrite history, they're going to say, what are you saying? He's the bad guy. I've been here the whole time since I've showed up trying to pull you out of all this stuff. So they're actually trying to reverse the role of the evilness in which they carry. Uh, they're actually trying to do those things. And the goal behind that, remember, the goal is to dismember God's families here on earth and relationships because, because the devil hates the idea that a husband and wife can have kids and they can live a life serving God. Uh, the devil hates that. So the devil's going to throw whatever he can at these families. And on tomorrow's broadcast, we're going to be talking about why those things happen. And so they're going to try to re reverse that role so, so we can get people questioning the authorities, questioning the good things that will be done. It goes back to the wheat and the tares. You have this wonderful seed. You plant it with your family. You do everything that's right. You grow everything. And someone comes along and starts throwing tares out there. That's where we're at. It's of the devil. So, folks, when you feel this in your family, when you got that gut feeling, that's when you stop, you pray. If someone's been physically hurt, you go to the police. If not, you get theological help. If this is being, if you're being hurt by somebody uh, that's in a pastoral role or something, you go to another church, but 99 out of 100 times, just like my supporters in my church, there's great people you go to and you dismember this one piece at a time, Kevin. I mean, it's got to be, you know, we got to dismantle it. We've, we've got to let people know what's going on and it may take some time, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. <clears throat> this is a, this is a situation where, like you said, the person is, um, in cahoots with Satan. He's, he's actually, he's going to rewrite history. He's going to make you look like the bad guy. And, and so that, that number one makes you off balance. Like with Henry Ford, the second, he said, keep your, keep your people off balance. Don't let them get settled on their leaves. You know, always keep them anxious. And, and, you know, in the extreme, I'm sure there's some people listening. They're saying, you know what? I, I am just numb. I'm confused. There's, you know, I thought it was this way. And, 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 and you know, so I'm, I'm doubting myself. And, 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 and is it okay to doubt yourself? Yes, yeah, sometimes if you're wrong. But if someone is rewriting history and you're going through this blame-shifting <clears throat> strategy, and it's leaving you feel like you're being lied to, that there's some, there's some, uh, you know, they're trying to make it seem like the way you were raised, um, you know, was just needs to be completely undone, even the good stuff. Uh, um, and they want to own you. They want to be the savior in every, <clears throat> excuse me, every area. They're, they'll use, you know, anything, if you're upset, they'll use the drama to their, to their advantage to paint themselves as the strong guy, but they'll be the one that's upset until you get upset. And then all of a sudden it's your fault. They'll constantly bring up the past. They'll ignore the facts. Uh, then they play the victim card, you know, then they say, oh, 
mine, you know, like King Saul. No one cares. Uh, no one feels sorry for me, and no one will tell me, uh, you know, who is out there to, to destroy me. <clears throat> and then, uh, <clears throat> oh, they'll then they'll they, cry crocodile tears. Don't forget to add that in there, brother. When they become yeah. the victim, there's no better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the one that attacked uh, me, the one that I described about in the first part of the broadcast, that person was, su- you know, just his mantra has been, uh, I am the victim. I'm the victim. You know, I'm a victim of, of, of religious abuse. I'm a victim of a cult, but he paints this broad brush that everyone that has a church that's Baptist or a church that's Bible believing or whatever is, is, um, is, 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 is part of a systemic, uh, uh, abuse against people. Well, fact of the matter is that they're projecting their own willingness to use people that Machiavellian, um, uh, instrumentality of the ones that are closest to them. So he, this this individual, I, I believe my observation was all that victim card was was them uh, to, to you know them to say, look, uh, I am the one that's getting played here when actually it was the opposite. But these people go get aggressive when things don't go as they planned, and um, you know they just ah ah ah, and so they just lash out at people. And you know, yeah. I always notice, Doug, that. Um, there's a certain kind of person who's really kind, but if you cross them, their eyes get pie pan wide oh, and yeah. they get this Hitler like look of, oh, you know, what are you trying to say? Are you not, are you no longer one of us? You know, it's like this, whoa, I, we thought you were loyal, you know, rather than, oh my, you know, what am I stepping out of line here? So, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm handing it back to you, Doug. But yeah, there's a there's a blame shifting that goes on. It's very painful. And and the reason it's so painful is, well, folks, let me put it to you this way. The best way to do this is give you an example. So years ago, a pastor and I, one of my pastors, good man, pastored many years in the ministry. And he and I went out to visit somebody in church who was intentionally hurting somebody. This person was absolutely a narcissist. And so we went armed. Uh, we had been visited that this woman had been hurt, not physically, uh, but this person was trying to ruin things in our life, relationship with parents, everything we're talking about. I mean, this is your typical run-of-the-mill narcissist. And we were telling the guy, listen, there's going to be church discipline. And uh, so we get to the guy's house, and we walk in there, and, of course, we sit down at the table, and I handed the person a sheet of the paper that we had typed up the accusations made and, and, and recounted. So brother, there was, we didn't walk in there with saying, she said, he said, we walked in there with multiple accounts. We walked in with the people in the room. We didn't say he said, she said, they said around the corner. And we're not talking about what I explained uh, the other day, how history was rewritten on me to, you know, sabotage my relationship with God and people, in the ministry, we're talking about walking in there totally prepared, doing the godly thing, making calls, doing all that. And I remember we slid the sheet in front of the guy, and right away, he fell into crying. And over the next two or three minutes, he cried uh, like he had just lost his dog or his best friend. And then he lifted his head up without one teardrop on his face and said, they're after me. And for the next five minutes, folks, 
he said things that were so provocative, they had to come from Satan himself. He then told us he would come after us. He wasn't coming back to church, and we assured him that he wouldn't be allowed back in church unless he came to apologize and accept church discipline. You see, folks, the Bible teaches that pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. You know, this pride and arrogance, it leads to these terrible negative outcomes. These people are never going to accept the outcomes. I walked in there with a room full of answers like I could have done with the make-believe pastor, a friend of mine, who uh, said, this guy told me you did this. I had five emails I was willing to share with people and say that never happened. It wasn't in the room. It never was said. Nobody would allow that to be said because it, it gets in the way because pride goeth before destruction. Pride comes first to a narcissist. Be careful out there, friends. Don't live this life. Get away from it. We're willing to help you. Make sure you shoot me a line if you need my help. Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. We sure do love you, folks. We want to do whatever we can to help you. Listen to everything Charity has to say. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.